I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod, the Walking Dead season special where we're talking about every episode of season eight of The Walking Dead. My name is Howell. One of Matthew or Jamie is... Uh, displaying the sounds of their throat to us, having a drink. I'm guessing that it's Matthew Wandless from London. My apologies, yeah. Just had a little sip of this delightful apple and elderflower cordial. Little note, last week I noticed that one of you was making a, a some kind of strange background noise that was like a... It was weird. It was like one of you was sanding your leg or something, scratching your leg throughout the whole podcast. I didn't notice till afterwards. Was it this? Was it? Was it this? Yes. What's that's that? Me that? Scratching, that's me scratching my beard. I'm sorry. You were, <laughs> you were, you were musing. You were musing your beard. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, that's Matt in London. And uh, as usual, Jamie, who normally gets top of the list of credits, uh, is now bottom of the list. And yet I smile. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey Wonderful. Right oh. This is going to be a good week for Howell's... Uh, Ezekiel impression, isn't it? Let me <laughs> let me say this. Um, I'm not going to go into personal life, but there's been some tricky things going on in personal life recently. They're all fine now. But at the point that I watched this episode, seeing King Ezekiel say, and yet I smile, suddenly stopped annoying me and actually... For, for, I'm jumping ahead, perhaps, but this episode made me care about King Ezekiel more than I ever have before. I really like the character after this episode. Uh, oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. I think it was a great episode and a great performance, and and it was a really good. I mean, let's just you know, let's just ju- dive in there. This dive was a in. good episode, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Very strong, really good. Um, okay, well, let's let's kind of go through it uh, a bit at a time. Um, just a reminder. This episode of the Boxer Pod contains a lot of spoilers. You've been warned. Pre-note: Queen, my wife calls <laughs> my wife calls the um, trash people bin dippers, and calls the main woman <laughs> Queen Bin Dipper. Um, Queen Bin Dipper is on the main titles. Does she deserve this? Whoa. She's, I've noticed it every week, or Sarah has. What, what Queen Bindipa is listed. Uh, what's her name? Penelope or something like that. She's got a proper British name. Uh, well, I mean, that makes me that makes me worried, because that that means I reckon she's got to be playing a big part in at least half the series. Mm. Now, what we have to remember is that when people sign on to shows, lots of negotiations over money happen, but also negotiations over credits. And it's quite possible that the negotiation that she would be on the credits was done at the beginning of season seven before they realised that they need as little of Bin Dipper in there as possible. Mm. Possibly. No, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I think there's probably a good reason for her being on that title screen. Yeah. I haven't noticed. They, they, they but, can't yeah. just not go back to them at all. Well, they've got to. No. But I, just, I just hope that it's a 
very you know maybe a nuclear bomb yeah. is dropped. Yeah, I hope they just go bo- go back to them to kill them. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the idea. Yeah, uh, a massacre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a massacre at Bindipa Central. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did anyone yeah. else opening thought? Did anyone else think Matt was right as this started that? war is or at least maybe matt didn't think this last week actually the the war is going to last the whole series and now we're into bleeding flashbacks for padding you know when it showed the king preparing his hair i thought Mm. it was a flashback to before and then he walked out and you realized it was actually uh yeah only a slight flashback but let's bear in mind that up until this point andrew lincoln's screen time this series so far probably adds up to about eight minutes doesn't it no and that Ooh. whole sequence in in episode two where he was in there with um, Matey from back in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, but I, d- I, I don't think Morales. that's as long as you thought it was. I think that was the last five minutes of the episode. No, it wasn't. Because it was the last five minutes of the episode and then it started the next one, the one where I wasn't on the show. Mm, okay. I still think he's had very little screen time. Um, but, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that he hasn't had any screen time, but it's not as little mm, as you make out. Yeah. I mean, it kind of answers those questions uh, about, you know, how long will Andrew Lincoln do it for and stuff. I, I imagine the go- negotiation isn't necessarily how long he'll do it for, but how many hours he wants to put in, like, week on week on week uh, of his year into this stuff. And this is one way of sorting it out doing these bottle episodes that don't really involve him until a, a, a an indiana mm-hmm. jones car chase it, maybe i don't know I, I think he'll he'll certainly have a larger part to play later in the series this i'm sorry to sidestep again we'll get back to the episode but this seems like a, a good time uh, on that subject how much do you think andrew lincoln is paid i asked forbes via the internet oh um well I'd go for per episode. Yeah, and I'll I'll preempt this with the key cast members of the Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons, etc. A, a million an episode for each of the twenty-four episodes. Ooh, I'd go with eight hundred thousand per ep. Yeah, Matt, hmm. higher or lower? I would say lower. It is lower. How much lower do you think it is, Matt? I reckon it's probably closer to about 400,000 an episode. According to published reports, Andrew Lincoln earns Maybe even less. $90,000 per episode. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. $1.4 million I, 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 a year, which is a relative pittance compared to um, other you know, stars of his calibre. Yeah, but it, it, it depends on, on the nature of the show because I can't imagine this, this show is anywhere near as popular as something as... Um, mind-numbingly dull as the Big Bang yeah. Theory. And also probably less time-consuming in some ways because that that cast are in every scene of every episode pretty much, aren't they? I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it shows the commitment of the guy, though, because his agent will be worth the salt and if he were to demand that amount of money, it would probably destroy it because AMC ain't putting that money in, you know, or if they are, it's going to something else, which is... Which is good, like CGI. Do you think Andrew Lincoln looks at Shiva and goes, "God, I could have taken a chunk of that." Well, I was just thinking how much uh, <laughs> Shiva, how much of the budget they blew on Shiva, and whether that came into the negotiations about whether she lasted this series or not. <laughs> Probably not. Although is Shiva on the credits? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> and Shiva uh, dies in the comics. Is, it, is so. Shiva played by Andy Serkis? 
<laughs> no. Should do. Almost certainly not. Okay, Andy so, Serkis is number two. So do we like these bottle episodes then? Do we like this staying with the king uh, pretty much for the whole episode? Do we like these things? This isn't a bottle episode. It, it Well, it sort of is. No, a bottle episode is where um, uh, a situation is contrived where people are stuck in a place together. Is that not what this was? No. They were stuck in a car park together, being attacked by walkers. No, that was just the focus of the episode. Some people were on the outside, some people were on the inside. I'm not, I'm, it's, well, that's uh, being pernickety. A, a, a bottle episode is like in the West Wing when they have that one where they shut down the White House and everyone's stuck in different rooms. Yeah, I'd say this is exactly yeah. the same as that. I, I, I guess I wouldn't. I'd call this more of a, like a character study episode, isn't it? Because yeah, it, it, this it, is just and. Go on, sorry. No, yeah, and, um, you know, it, it just feels very much focused on a, an individual kind of person's mentality, and it goes through, you know, there are other characters within that, but it, it just, I, I know what you mean with the bottle episode, it does, I think what gives it its strength, this episode, is that it is just very, very focused, and the stakes are understandable immediately, you know, mm. you're just thrown into the draw. I thought what was really good was the opening like the the speech and then cutting to the other dead people and the guts and then the turn into the, the zombie it was yeah. a really good strong opening to an episode yeah again it was dead. it was like oh no they're going to do all the flashbacks and pad it out but then bang we're back to where we were great oh sorry yeah, yeah. no when when uh, they had the opening shots actually i, I said "Ooh, origin story mm, <laughs> but, mm. uh, I, I was wrong uh, just to read but, from um the verge.com um which critiques this episode on some guy we're getting yet another bottle episode a standalone episode with fewer cast members and locations usually to save on budget <laughs> just just throwing that in there um i'm perfectly happy for two people to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, this article also completely slags it off what do you think about this um the, the basically it's uh saying that these things are a distraction. So far, Negan no. has had no time on the thing. Uh, thank God they've got rid of Shiva because it's one of the fantastical disasters that they in- introduced in Season 7, which I would include bin dippers in that list. Um, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're ticking them off. It, it begins to become convincing an argument like that when they make one point that agrees with you, but I, I don't think that this is a I catastrophe, don't. this series. I can see their point, but I disagree with it. Um, yeah. Because yeah. for me, if they just focused on Negan and got that all out of the way straight away, then I, I don't like for shows to be too plot-driven. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what they're asking for. And, and when, you, when you do that, it means that all you really have is... Uh, to keep the tension up is to hold back the story. Yeah, exactly. Mm. This is a, this is a much more interesting way of doing it, having it on this grander scale. And it, and I mean, you know, we've talked about this before a couple of times. This mm. is what I like about the show. They don't just show you um, the t- tight uh, keyhole of the story. You get to see everything. Exactly, and, and, and you, uh, that, that, that's the strength of it. You, you you enter a universe with the show, and and time pace doesn't kind of matter as much as character, and and it doesn't annoy me in that way that I criticised so many things recently because I heard an interview recently where somebody said you know series don't 
series don't make money by just having one series. And that's why this thing that started to really gripe me about whodunits, not ending, and, um, you know, even even the one that Matt and I disagreed on most, which was uh, Handmaid's Tale, that this... Um, this series never ever gives me that feeling. I never go, oh, move quicker. I might be annoyed that I'm not with Rick or something, but I never kind of get that feeling that I'm being purposely led down a path in order to slow me down. I kind of always respect that they're going at a pace that they want to go at. Partly because the universe is so large that if they did want to go at a faster pace, they could, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the it is an important thing to slow the plot down for as well because this the, getting these guns over to the sanctuary to save to get rid of all these zombies to save Negan and his crew is quite a pivotal and important part of the war. So this actual segment of time is quite important. Can they stop these guns arriving back at the sanctuary? Can they Absolutely. stop Negan from being saved? So it, it, it's in a way, it's like, you know, a very sort of selective period of time, in, like in a war film, mm. you know, the old the old sort of like uh, Second World War films where a train has to, you know, you have to stop a train from arriving somewhere. It's got that real momentum to it. However, kind of if, if yeah. I had one criticism of the of them of the showrunners, it's you know you know I said on the episode when you weren't here, Matt. I said I kind of just want I just want a little reminder at the beginning, a map on the screen going uh, the treasures here. We need to get to it. In this episode, I that that guns thing, getting the guns, genuinely only occurred to me uh, when Carol was right at the point of trying to save the king and giving up, like. I, I kind of wish that I think that they could avoid a lot of internet criticism if they just found a classy way of throwing in a couple of lines at the beginning going, by the way, everyone, we're trying to get these guns here to that point in order to save the day. You just say and it and then do I it. Mean, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but for me, I am so glad that they don't do that, that they don't fall into that because I, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick about it or self aggrandizing, but like I don't think it's difficult to follow, and I think if you start chucking in stuff like that, then you're on a slippery slope to um, spoon feeding your audience. Yeah, but and, I, there's and a, I think there's I a huge there's a huge difference between spoon feeding and just uh, doing it classically. Like there's there's methods of making TV shows which everybody's got to uh, do, and not everybody in the world is as smart as you. You know, you you can keep track of that stuff. I don't think I'm stuff. even that smart. I think you just have to focus. Yeah, but but you know, even Shakespeare. It's like regularly when I, when I hear about people who can't watch The Wire because they can't because they need to have subtitles on or something like that. Just like just yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, but even even Shakespeare had his devices, which regularly reminded the people in the bear pit that what yeah. is going on. And but Shakespeare is not naturalism. Nobody's and um, classic. Uh, and this is trying to be. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think when you start having characters behave in a way that is serving the audience rather than the character, then you're on a slippery slope. And I, and, and I admit, you know, there are ways of doing it with, and it, and it can be a little yeah. bit more classy than that. But I, I, I like the fact that they aren't. Well, and I find yeah, it annoying when they do. Well, I thought this episode was was clear. I thought it was actually 
uh, I understood very quickly. I think there's a bit in the for in the early on in the episode where they're dismantling the machine gun and they make it quite clear that they're going to have to get these guns to to Negan and the crew. Oh, they probably did do. The they probably did do what. Yeah, I'm and in fact, them. those characters are entirely um, audience serving. Those the, those yeah. random mm. henchmen, mm. and I yeah. think they're quite they're very weak because. All right. Well, let's say that they do do it. It's just that I'm too busy looking down and making well, notes to, to spot the. Um, and i think the thing is we're we're comparing this to episode two which i think we have a valid complaint about matt is that i just thought it was slightly poor storytelling the way they didn't make the stakes clear enough with that episode this episode the stakes are made very clear with the but not into like an obvious and kind of oh look at what we've got to do they were done in a very kind of easy way conversational way and then boom you understand what carol's mission is you understand yeah. what she's trying to do and it really worked because of that it gave it an intensity did anyone else no, i hear what you're saying and I, I don't want to go back to episode two too much but i thought what they were doing there was that they, they were i think they were deliberately concealing part of it certainly um like you're never sure um who's going to be where at any given time you're never because like it was there was kind of a lovely moment this week when uh, you realised after the van drove away that Rick and Daryl were on the case mm. because we had no reason to. Um, uh, well, no, I suppose they did mention it briefly last week, but uh, it wasn't obvious that those two guys were going to the same location that Carol and Ezekiel were at yeah. until they rode over the horizon. Uh, just as the same in in that episode two, when they're all all the guns and stuff were happening, they were saying we just need to hold them here. It wasn't immediately obvious. I mean, I you know I thought it, but um, well, it if wasn't AMC, obvious, they're waiting for the dead to rise and then yeah. start eating them as well. I think and, I think as if AMC can employ you to pop up at the end of an episode to explain <laughs> to everybody why it was now, guys, so good. Let's go through it scene by scene. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who can do that. <laughs> Would, there, have a look on YouTube. Wouldn't Carol's story, you know, as she's creeping around the boxes with the, with the henchmen wandering around in the background for the first time, uh, wouldn't it sound great with the Beverly Hills Cop music behind it? Oh yeah! Oh. It reminded me of the first <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Synth, would it? It would be just the baseline. Then. <laughs> oh yeah! Just a little bit of it. <laughs> or, or, the, or the the theme from Fletch as well. <laughs> I watched Fletch recently. Do you know? In Fletch, I don't think they use any piece of music other than that. All the way through. It's horrendous. <laughs> like, horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Um, you know what I love about Carol, though? Mm. Just doing a stop on Carol. Mm. Don't you just love, like, the way Carol looks so miserable before she's about to massacre people, even though she knows she's going to kill them all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just like, does it anyway. go again. Yeah. <laughs> what I yeah. like about Carol now is she's starting to develop these kind of MacGyver kind of skills. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You, you know, when you see her back enough, you, did you think for a second um, when when she like hung her machine gun on the wing mirror of that car, <laughs> and then the next thing she was surrendering? I was like, oh my god, she's figured out a way to fire it with her yeah. foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. What's the film where someone's got it all gaffer taped to their back? That's what I was expecting. That's, uh, die Hard. Yeah, uh, that's yeah what I thought yeah. it was Die Hard. She's she's amazing. But then she's like, you know, she makes a bit of time makes a bit of space for herself hits the button the zombies come in 
she she's a badass, and I, I love it. I love, and when she just shot the fuck out of those guys with the guns, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It's just like because of, often in these shows and in anything. You know, you've got people with machine guns shooting at each other from a relatively short distance away mm. and hitting nothing but air. But here it's just like there's four guys in a row and Carol mows the ball down in the space of half a oh, second. That's beautiful. Yeah. No fucking around. And uh, how much did you enjoy Carol shooting them from the ceiling? Hello. Yes. That was awesome. Mm. It's like yeah, Carol's superb. climbed up into the ceiling. And a yeah. shot from that, that again, Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard, Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. It was so eighties. And then, of course, if this is Act One, Act One ends with uh, I've just written down, "Go, Jerry." Jerry steps in. Oh yeah, yeah. He slices that hillbilly like a like a slice of bread, doesn't he? Yes, I mean, he that's does. straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And then struggles with the padlock. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, what was that about? Yeah, can I just say, just... next to the padlock was just normal fencing that was very thin. Uh, if you if you <laughs> had point, the, the tools yeah, that you had, that with the axe. yeah, <laughs> surely it could have cut through four millimeters steel. Yeah. Um, uh, any other notes before Jerry's point? Any other uh, points on Act One before we move along? No, okay. although there was a point where I was worried. That um, Ezekiel wasn't going to drop the the king thing even after everyone ah, was dead. Let me ask you that: Why? Uh, well, this is kind of Act Two now, really. The the King Zeus speech was excellent. I really liked it. It made me really like the king. Great character. But why, when he's talking alone to Carol, does he not drop the accent? Because he's done that before. And why when all was lost in that act one, when everything is gone and he's just going, oh my God, everything's lost, the accent hasn't gone. I think because what you're doing, you're watching a guy gradually break down, like all of Mm. his kind of pretenses that he's put up over the years is gradually being shredded away as he sees all these people he loves and cares about killed Mm. until the point where... Right at the end, where he's thinking, "Leave me, save yourself," he actually does that. He just gives up and goes. Every pretense is gone. I'm just some guy. Get the hell out of here. I am not a freaking king, Jerry. Oh, he um, said, "I'm also- just some guy," and that's the title of the episode. Yes, he did. Oh, you didn't see that? Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, uh, have we heard his completely normal voice before? I can't remember. What yeah, when he first met- talked to Carol. Yeah, he first mm. met Carol. He's like, but I'm not going to do. What did he sound like though? Kind of a, uh, a cool guy. Cool guy. He, he used it was in the second the episode of talking motherfucker. Yeah, he was like that. I think. Yeah, yeah he said right. in the second episode, "You fake it till you make it." You know, he's That's very right. kind of. Um, mm. um, yeah, he's used it before. So he has a regional American accent, basically. Mm. Basically, yeah. I, I, the, the question with Ezekiel is, you know. Is this the end of King Ezekiel? Is he just going to drop all known kind of, you know, idea of being a king now? These people are looking at him. He walks past them. Is he, is he, is he done for? The only I, reckon, thing... I reckon he is, yeah. I reckon it's going to take him a long time to come back from this. I don't think so. Um, I think there's only one person can bring him back from that, and that's Carol. And she has to say the words, and yet I smile to him. In oh, oh good call, actually. Good mm. shout. Possibly. It's got to be, because she's been won round by his positive thinking. She's seen the value of it and uh, believes in it slightly now, I think. And 
is kind of going to kick his ass. He's going to hold. She's going to fire it back at him. I think. Yeah, because I think that's the important thing with the character of Ezekiel that I don't really actually get until this episode is that the idea of believing in a myth and following a fantastical idea of a human being and an and and, and an idea of her honor and mm. and living in a kingdom mm. was it really they really captured Diana in this episode that that's what he he was about and he understood he was serving the people in that way and also Jerry has that great line when they're uh, amongst the zombies where he says, oh, it's been quite a ride or what a, what a ride. Yeah. And I think you, that Jerry's loved the ride of being a servant to a king, even if it's a pretend king yeah. in a zombie yeah. apocalypse, it's meant something to him. And I thought this episode was really good at capturing that and also watching Ezekiel's sort of mask fall off in a very slow process, but mm. a very sort of meaningful one. So mm. let's jump to a uh, key moment of act two then. Uh, it's the old uh, car chase. How Indiana Jones was that? that Jurassic Park, exactly in fact. What, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I thought. I thought Indiana Jones. Yeah, as soon great. as I saw that, but jump the, into the car <laughs> from it was. Awesome. Uh, there was a little nod to Jurassic Park as well. I think looking in the, w- the rearview mirror, they they cut short of having the writing on there of objects look bigger uh, than they appear, or whatever the line is on American yeah. cars. But maybe it's closer than they appear. Yeah. Um, and I think moment of the episode for me, funny moment of the episode was Andrew Lincoln climbing out of the bushes inelegantly after the car crash. You know, and Daryl. And what? And Daryl said, "Yeah, yeah." Does <laughs> he look like shit? It's brilliant. They're little double act. I could watch all day, and we don't yeah, get enough thing, of it. The thing is with that, like I liked it, but I, I thought we were developing a certain tension between Daryl um, and Rick. We are, but they're brothers. They're brothers. Mean it's yeah. Gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got yeah, to. Okay. You know, they're tight. Ultimately, they they'll stick by each other above an idea if it comes to uh, it. Yeah, and those two guys. Well, no, I don't know about that. But those, those two guys were sh- were sh- shooting at them as well. So there's no mm. question there. You know? Yeah. You, you, you okay. think that if it came to it, Matt, would they would turn against each other? Well, this is what we were talking about last week. You were saying that uh, you think Nick's Rick's not going to kill Negan. Oh, and Daryl yeah, but him dead. Absolutely, but I still don't think that Rick or that Daryl would ever kill each other. No way. No, oh, well, no, I'm not saying that, but they Good. might fight. Good. Um, so, um, so that was fun. Anything else on the car chase? I liked uh, um, the man with the machine gun missing everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. How and the hell? Bullseyeing him in the forehead yeah. with a pistol from the bike. <laughs> It didn't even look that quick. It didn't no. even look that fast. Bath. <laughs> but it was great. It was great. Um, no, it was good. It's, it's where you get um, a sequence like that in this show, really. It's all a bit more kind of close quarters, nitty gritty, like born identity uh, mm. fighting. And then uh, to have a, a bit more of an elaborate set piece was kind of refreshing. Now, it's it's never worthwhile talking about realistic, you know, like... Could he have hacked the fence before? It's kind of moot point. No, I know. You know, what's the point? But, yeah. but my wife did say to me in top trumps, toxic walkers don't beat tigers. Discuss. Yeah, oh, poor Shiva. I mean, yeah, she's been do- hard done by there, really. Mm, I think so. But I think Shiva would have probably jumped away. 
yeah. at some point rather than just letting them come and climb on top of her. Yeah, and she could have whipped them all off. She could take oh, on hundreds. Easily. Easy. Yeah. Easy. But, you know, there we go. She had to go. There was, what do you think the rules are with, um, with animals, though? I mean, do, do you think uh, an animal well, gets bitten by a zombie, they become a zombie animal? That's no. what I was going to ask. Are we going to get a toxic zombie tiger? No, it's um, only humans. Well, no, because, I mean... Obviously, there are, there are plenty of um, humans who usually just get torn to pieces by the walkers mm. rather than turned. I think um, in and the, it looked like that was very much what was happening to Shiva. I think, actually, in the series that Matthew Wandless quote snobbery will never watch, Fear the Walking Dead, I think they do actually, I think there is actually an explanation that, no, this is humans, because that's the basis of a lot of the religious sort of arguments of this, is, this has been brought upon us because brought upon humans yeah because of our sins kind of thing you know mm. which fear the walking dead can explore a bit more because it's closer to the beginning of the um apocalypse um yeah so sad that shiva went but there we go and yeah and again i, I found the, it um a bit of an emotional disconnect actually i didn't it didn't really get me and uh, in, yeah. in a way that I, and normally an animal dying really would yeah, but I think I, know what you mean. I think it is a little bit because she's the only CGI thing in the entire show that I just kind of go, yeah, yeah, that's right, mm. that's right. I know I did find myself watching the the CGI and at times disapproving of the levels of special effects. Well, it's in a, play. It's the death of an idea. It's the death of a symbol, and it's the death of one of our key leaders' superpowers, isn't it? Ooh. Can't take on Negan with the tiger now. No, and they did lose a lot of people. Actually, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big blow. Big mm-hmm. blow. But they didn't get the gun. They've got the big gun now. Um, yeah. There is some. It's a small victory, but as in all wars, there's a lot of defeats with with the victors as well. But um, a, a great episode, and it was a really it was the best episode of the series by far for me. It wonderful. was focused. And it was tense, and, and it was gripping. And while the blood ran in the stream from Shiva, my wife turned to me and said, you know who I wish it was? Bin Dipper. Bin Dipper. Well, this it takes me to my... Th- mentioning the Bin Dipper stuff makes me think that what we're going to see next is Negan and his forces held back by the zombies, potentially on the way down, and then the Bin Dippers must come and save them. That's what I'm guessing happens <laughs> the here. The Bin Dippers save the day? The no. Bin no, you no, are... save the, save the saviours. Oh, save, save the saviours? Yeah, save the saviours, yeah. Uh, which would make, though, surely that's too important for them, because that would make them, then, our most hated <laughs> tribe. Whereas, actually, what, what they've... All they represent is those who can be bought at any price yeah the way they operate is just whoever bids highest we're with them so yes. h- how does that fit in with your predictions I mean, yeah you're right they wouldn't save anyone would they unless it was for their mm. benefit mm. Mm. so if andrew Maybe. lincoln goes listen the between alexandria and the sanctuary i can get you 50 massive wheelie bins they're in yeah, she'd, she'd probably she'd probably do it just for a night alone with Rick. I mean, she's obsessed with his ass. I lay with you in skip for help with war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous! I wish they'd just get rid of him. I wish in the first five minutes it would have gone. Oh, the bin nippers are gone. 
Just what? Um, yeah, just, <laughs> just like a couple of minutes at the end of the episode, you just see all the bin dippers on fire, and there's no reason for it whatsoever. You yeah, just see yeah. them on fire, and then the episode ends. <laughs> oh dear! Right, any uh, any anything missed uh, across the board, boys? Um, no, I mean, we we haven't done our uh, our, our ratings track. Yeah, okay. Give our ratings. Well. For me, around the point that the king did his speech, just after the king did his speech, I'm not saying the speech on its own was amazing, but the point at which I really started caring about things was just after that, hearing him talk about the zoo and all of that. So I'm uh, I'm up at a nine now. I am up at a nine. I'm ready for the next episode, Matt. But where did where did you start at? Where did you come in at? <clears throat> I think I came in at a seven or eight. Okay. So I've not moved far, but it's heading in the right direction. Uh, Matthew? I came in at an eight. <laughs> and you stayed at an eight. <laughs> and I left at an 8.5. Wow. Oh. Wow, we've had movement. Jamie, what there about we go. you? I've gone from a 7.5 to a nine. Oh. There wow. we go. So much more. Uh, kind of, yeah, it's a roller coaster ride for you. It certainly is. Yeah, up and down, up and down. Towers and downs, and two. Haven't you? I know. One. Remember those days? God. Yeah. And that was for the King's Speech as well. And now see where you are. You see, it's a it's a long journey with the Walking Dead. It's not about just like a you know a little sprints here and there. Absolutely correct. And next week we come to episode five, which is called the Big Scary You which I wonder what that means. Is it something the shape of a U? Is it a person? Is it, is it, a, is it a sheep? Maybe. Oh, or, oh, that's a good question. No, it's, no, it's spelled Y-E-W, isn't it? Or are we going to a Negan priest bottle episode and we learn about Negan and he talks about <laughs> the scariest I thing really, is you. Oh, I saw that I really would be a bottle episode. Mm. Just that like would, this one. Would, and I, that mm. would be a great one. I really need <laughs> Negan to have his own backstory told. I want to hear it. I want to sit down. I want do to wallow you, in I mean, it. Well, what, but do you, do you not worry a bit about that? Because for me, I don't really feel like there's um, a, what anything that they can do that would be satisfying. Well, it's going to happen. They've said it's going to happen. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be good. I think if they do it right, they can really add some extra sort of layer to this man and his particular penchant for bat crimes. Great. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what right looks like with that. I know. Maybe. I know. My my recording of this podcast is getting more and more difficult because I'm in the spare room where we pile up the Christmas presents as we buy them. Um, I wish I could tell you what I was surrounded by, but some... There's some things that I would could have opened and eaten in the course of this. Oh. It's very difficult. Very, that is very tricky. Difficult. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's still piling early. It's not even December. Hell yeah, we oh, get no. it done early. We get it done early. I'll give you some. Uh, I'll give you the, my top secret tip once we've stopped recording because I don't want my family to hear it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Can, See you can I? Um, can, can I'm I a, a bin dipper. Walking Dead diversion. Yes. I'm watching. I'm, I'm always at the end of Transparent season four at the moment. Oh yeah, and I mean, I'm just. This is a, a plea, really, to just give it another go because I really is an extraordinary TV show. Okay, well, I'll sign up to Amazon again at some point. 
but um, doesn't excite me. I've started The Sinner on Netflix. Very good, and also, although annoying because it's not a who done it, but it's a why done it, and it's very interesting. Uh, and oh, and Netflix released their top twenty. Or well, it's been released. Ne- Netflix top twenty UK TV shows um, this week. This we should be doing this. What do you think's at number interesting. one? Interesting. What the the most watched in the UK? Yeah. House of Cards. Marvel's The Defenders. House of Cards. Oh, well, hang on, just this week. Uh, no, I think no. This is—I'm not exactly sure, but it's this is what they've released. These are the the figures. I think that it's overall because nowhere the defenders is higher than. House think Cards about overall. it. Marvel's massive, and yeah, House... but the defenders has only been out for like a month. The House of Cards has been on there for years. House of Cards is at number seventeen. Yeah, well, it's oh. in that case, this is contemporary. This mm. is based on a short, recent period of time. Well, it may be a recent, but it's not a week because at number two is one of my favourites, Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, the new Gilmore Girls. This is the size of the audiences of these things. This is why Disney bought Marvel. This is why Netflix paid for the Gilmore Girls to come back. From then on, The Seven Deadly Sins, Santa Clara Diet, Orange is the New Black is at five, Luther is at six, F is for Family, which is brilliant, is at number seven, Trailer Park Boys, at number nine, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, yes. Uh, Number ten, The Ranch. Atypicals at number 11, and I'll stop uh, just before number 13, which is Love. At number 12 is Stranger Things, all the way down at number 12. Wow. Wow, that is disappointing, isn't it? I finished it uh, on Friday. It's great. Yeah, we need to to do that at some point, don't we? Yeah, quick capsule review, though. Very good. Very good. I love it. I have to say, you know what? They did something incredibly difficult. And that's follow something yeah. with high expectation, mm. and a ca- you know, and, and that level of success that could drive something in the wrong direction. And they nailed it. They and if, absolutely yeah. nailed it. And if you want to play a um, an old style arcade game um, that is brilliant, get the Stranger Things app. It's great. I love it. No way. Yeah, oh, I'm going to do. Yeah, really good absolutely. fun. Yeah. Good luck. Um, just, okay. just um, sorry, what, one more thing. Has anyone been watching Star Trek Discovery? Nah, I can't be bothered. No. I ate her. She annoyed me all the way through The Walking Dead. And, uh, what? Oh, she anno- the actress annoys me so much. She's so... She's so overcommitted to everything. She acts with her eyebrows all the time. And yet, when she first arrived in the prison, the very first series, she wasn't like that. She was a really good actress with with integrity and then she started to go into the like i'm always on the verge of tears face oh she annoys me (laughs) brutal i'm i'd choose the bin dippers over her oh that's terrible yeah, maybe the bin. I don't think you mean that maybe in star trek she'll come across i don't don't think you she'll come across bin dipper planet just be a full planet of bin dippers. It, oh. it is very Klingon, isn't it? Wow. Um, right. So See you next week for um, the big scary you. As usual, agree with us, disagree with us, just get in touch. Email us studio at the box set Goodbye. Bye. You gonna say bye, Jamie? Bye bye.